0: The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth
2: Management. Rosenthal is a registered representative offering securities and advisory services through Saterra Advisor Networks, LLC, a broker, dealer, and registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Saterra is under a separate ownership from Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Rosenthal Wealth Management Group is located at 9265 Corporate Circle in Manassas, Virginia, and can be reached at 703-330-3100. Chris McKay is not affiliated with Satira Advisor Networks, LLC, nor Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Bob Jones is a marketing assistant of Rosenthal Wealth Management Group and is a Associated with Soterra Advisor Networks, LLC. It's
1: time, now for it's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. It is time for another edition of the Larry Rosenthal
2: Show, Making Money Sense. And here he is, Larry Rosenthal himself. Good morning, sir. Well, good morning, Chris, how are you today? Peachy. I am peachy today, doing well, doing well. Looking at you just makes me happy today.
3: I don't know why. Oh, no. Only because the camera wasn't working earlier, so it's good to see you. <laughs> you got it all set up, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right? That's right. We got some new equipment and, uh, well, it's fun you stuff. know. Good stuff. Yep. It all got plugged in, right? <laughs> it's you, some of the old stuff, some of the new stuff. So Larry is half new and half old today. So. Yep. A we'll go with the duct, new little bit of duct tape and everything works well <laughs> there you
2: go brother there you
3: go welcome morning everyone and welcome to making money sense i'm larry rosenthal it is saturday morning open mic saturday which means no questions barred at all give us a call with any of your financial planning estate planning taxes insurance mortgages home prices your retirement plan at your employer's work whatever's on your mind today Anything financial, give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123, 855-ROSE-123, or 855-767-3123. Well, Chris, this past week we had economic data that showed the economy's running a little hot and the economy's pulling back. What is it? What is the Fed to do? How can no. I do both at the same time, Larry? I'm a little confused by that statement. You know, you take a look at, at a lot of the different uh, economic indicators. You know, you got you got the majority of the leading economic indicators pointing south. But you also have a very, very strong uh, employment number. The employment number here just recently ticked down from 37 to 3.6%, which means that employees have wage bargaining power, which means it drives prices up. Okay, and You this do is see a lot of th-
2: help wanted signs out there.
3: We do. We absolutely do. There's actually, this past month, though, there was, uh, 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 where's my exact number? I can't see it right here real quick. But anyway, <clears throat> we reduced, we actually dropped down below 10 million jobs available. We're at 9.7 million jobs or something like that. So we've been adding jobs, and that's part of the issue is we're adding more jobs, which is keeping the employment number tight. Or low, which is great news, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it drives wages, it drives more spending, and it drives prices up, and it drives demand. So the Fed is still trying to figure out how to get this thing back down. And then the other, uh, get this thing back down, I mean by the inflation number. You know, we're sitting at four right now. And the next two months, it's going to come down pretty good because you have to – we're going to be dropping off June and July of 2022 when we were hitting the peak on inflation. So the, the number is going to be going down, but that means that the core inflation is still going to be stubborn. It's still going to be sticky. And, you know, so you have to ask the question, though – You know, we've really never had period – elongated periods of time when inflation was was below 2 percent, except for the financial crisis 2008 through last year. History has shown inflation has been over 3 historically. So maybe we are moving back to more of a normalized economy. You know, we haven't had savings rates in the bank having the ability to get a, a positive rate of return here. For you know a decade plus, and now we are so so what does this mean you know does does it <clears throat> can the economy support um, a a, a uh, fed funds rate at five and a quarter five and a half without dipping into a bad recession that's where we are right now we're between we're at five and a quarter and there's a ninety three percent probability that the Fed is going to raise on July 26 another 25 basis points, taking us basically to five and a half uh, on, on the Fed's uh, you know uh, rate. That's a pretty high number. That's pretty restrictive. But at the same time, right now, the economy is still affording that. We're, see- we're seeing some earnings. At, we're seeing earnings coming in a little bit shallow. But at the same time, guidance is a little bit more positive. So we're seeing the economy slowly turn back with green shoots in it here and there, hence the stock market's climbing that wall of worry, uh, you know, so so July's, July and August are going to be some pretty crucial months coming up in the markets. Uh, stay balanced, stay diversified, uh, That that is for sure. We're going to talk a little bit about how you go about selecting your portfolio analysis today how you can examine your portfolios how you can take a look at your your risk adjusted returns you know um you know your core holdings your your explore holdings if you will all different things we're going to be getting into some of that here uh you know in in the financial news also this past week you know the fed did did again state you know hey look we we think we're going to raise again a couple more times And it's just very interesting at this point because the economy is being very resilient. So let's just see where this thing plays out, okay? We're still talking about a very small chance of a soft landing. Uh, The the chance of a small recession is getting a little bit increased at this particular point. And that's just based off of historical uh, scenarios. When the Fed tightens so much so quickly, it tends to squish down the economy into a small recession. But – you know, the Fed's, the Fed's looking at these numbers, and this next week we're going to get PPI and CPI, you know, consumer price index and then uh, producer price index. And, and we'll see how those numbers play out, uh, you know, year over year, June of last year to June of this year. I expect to see it drop a little bit. So we're, we're on pace. Again, we're just not there yet. This is a slow process. <clears throat> we want it to be a slow process because we don't want the Fed to break the entire economy and throw us into a massive recession. We don't want that to happen by any means at all. So that's kind of where we're at with, with stuff. Uh, you know, I, I expect to see, just like I've been saying, I, I, I've been saying all year, I, 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 it would not surprise me to see a summer of volatility. A little bit of up, a little bit of down, and a little bit of back up again, you know. Uh, but, you know, we've got <clears throat> our research is showing that it's still in thirds. You know, a lot of people are calling for a, a big, big slowdown with a small recession. Uh, a, another third of the people are calling for, you know, hey, the second half of this year could mirror the first half of, of this year as well. And, and, and produce some some even better returns going forward. And then the uh, another third is to be <laughs> determined month by month. And that's where the research is showing there's no consensus out there. I was going to say. That. There's <laughs> not. There's not a consensus out there. And anybody tells you, hey, this is what's going to happen and blah, 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 no. uh, uh-uh. Everybody's picking their data points and they're going i like you know if you think about it chris if you take a look at at 50 different economic data points okay and there's more than that but let's say you take a look at 50 different economic data points and you tend to like you know 20 of them and you look at those 20 you go they don't look so bad and and somebody else might look look at a different twenty out of the fifty and go they look horrible right that's the chicken okay. little camp right <laughs> there you go so so you know the 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 scenario is how do you read the tea leaves without putting your own personal biases in it and, and I'm telling you it's a third a third a third right now and so what we've been doing is just monthly very slowly and very very measured making very measured little tiny rebalances and changes. As we're getting more economic data that's coming out
2: or this, is know? the Federal Reserve at least a consensus as to what was going to happen do, do, do they are they all on the same sheet of music i mean I, I don't know, you know
3: well, not all of them totally you know last month when they paused when they gave us the hawkish pause and they didn't raise, there were some people in the, at the Fed voting members that said, "No, we want to raise yeah you know okay. and so there there's always dissension there, and that's a good thing. You don't want to have everybody going in the same direction unless there's, a, you know, a, a, you know, a, a black swan type of an event, that, you <laughs> yeah. know, for sure. You don't want to, you don't want to do that. But at the same time, you know, you do want them to have consensus when you need to have consensus. You want open debate. You want push and pull and all that kind of stuff. Well, so. The stock market doesn't like all this indecisiveness, does it? The stock market does not the stock market wants clarity of direction yeah. and the stock that 's one of the reasons the stock market's pushing up this year so far is they 're climbing that wall of worry because we 're almost there we 're not quite there, but we are almost there, and the market is a forward looking indicator and so that's that 's just what 's going on you know with with all of that so um, wow. uh, you know and and the the quit rate um, uh, ticked above four million for the first time in de- since December last year. What, what, what rate? What, what The that quit mean? rate. Okay. What so does that mean? This is this is in uh, uh, employees quitting. Employees oh, <laughs> quitting their job. The Actually, the quit rate. Okay. <laughs> yeah, employees okay. quitting their job and finding a new job. Got it. Got okay. it. Okay. Because there's a lot of job openings out there, so that leaves bargaining power for for employees. from from a wage standpoint, which is uh, okay, but that's part of the inflation issue. You know, and then you look at where the stock market is, you know, are stocks uh, too heavily priced? Are are they overpriced, underpriced? Are they fairly valued? You know, we've seen a little bit of an expansion, uh, a multiple expansion a little bit, meaning, you know, we've we've got a 25-year average P.E. ratio of a little over 16, and we're sitting just a a little under 19 right now. So we've seen an expansion in that area. There are certain sectors of the market, certain stock uh, asset classes that are still historically undervalued. So there's some good bargains out there. The question is, will money fall flow into them, recognizing that? So, anyway, bottom line is, you know, just keep doing what you're doing, keep buying, keep buying. If you're dollar-cost averaging money in, continue to do so in your retirement plans. You know, find quality. Buy it, hold it till that quality goes away, or your objectives and goals change. That's the bottom line with it all. If you're a young investor out there, buy quality, buy long-term growth positions in your portfolios uh, for sure. So, Hey, let's open up the phone lines here. Give us a ring this morning. It's open mic Saturday. Call us with any questions or comments on the economy, the markets, whatever's on your mind today. 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Or 855 767 3123 You listen to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We're we'll back in the morning.
1: You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment.
4: There are still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's thecdfi.org. Your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life, but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community. Go to thecdfi.org. Make a difference. Go to thecdfi.org. Dot O-R-G. Call right now with your questions, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROADS-123. Coast to coast from the nation's capital. this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Well, welcome back to the Larry
2: Rosenthal Show. Give us a call at 855-767-3123. 855 rose 123 We'd love to
3: hear from you with any of your questions here this morning on the Larry Rosenthal Show. Larry conversation this past week with another financial advisor on some stuff and it was really interesting. Uh he was talking a little bit about um you know one of his clients approached him and said, you know, hey, how am i doing, you know, relative to uh the markets. Well, first of all, which market? The Dow, hmm. the S&P, the Russell, the Nasdaq? W- what 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 was he talking about? And he just says, "I don't know, the overall markets." And I'm like <clears throat> okay. Well, what do you mean you don't know? He says, "Well, the client wanted to know how he's doing relative to the markets." Okay, so let's just assume it's the S&P. How is he doing? I, you know, the, the and and the, he was like, "Well, you know, sometimes he's a little ahead, sometimes a little behind." Okay. Well, that's pretty typical, right? because sometimes the dow's ahead of the S&P, sometimes the Nasdaq is, sometimes the S&P is ahead of those, you know, back and forth, right? There's a lot of different places to invest money. So I I was talking to this advisor and and he was, you know, just going, "Well, how do I show him how he's doing?" And I I just kind of let that question hang out there because it, it's a very interesting question. Does it even matter? Really? I
2: mean as long as he's got what well, his goals and everything planned, well, I mean does it does it really matter how he's doing as long as he's on track to catch it up with his goals, right?
3: Well that's that's pretty close, Chris, because it doesn't matter what he's doing relative to the markets. What matters is how he's doing to his personal financial plan. There you go. And and the question was then pushed back to him and saying, Well, you know, don't you work with a financial plan with your clients? well you know we we just want to you know help them grow their assets and blah 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 and things like that and i'm like y- you're missing it okay this is this is you know uh, not
2: what it 's about is it
3: yeah i don't want to say that's not right, but at the same <laughs> time I, I want to say you know consider working with a financial plan when when you're investing your money you know if you're a do it yourselfer or if your advisor's not running an active up to date financial plan, how do they know? what your goals are as they change through life. Okay. Um, you know, you could you could come in and meet with your advisor in in, in February and say, these are my stated goals, this is what I want to do. And then in August, three or four of them could have changed. Mm-hmm. Right? You you could have gotten uh you know, it could have been a marriage in your family, could have been a new birth, could have been a job change, could have been a retirement desire, you know, all different types of things. The purchase of a home, a boat, whatever it may be, <laughs> right? You know, you, you you can you can really take a look at, at, at all of that. So so that's that's the purpose of having a, a fluid financial plan so that you and the advisor can collectively move the assets in a position that delivers the returns that you need or attempts to to accomplish your financial goals on your time horizon, to get your most tax efficient net stream of income for you. You know, you know Larry, all those types of things, and I, that, that was that was the lesson I wanted to, to to try and explain to this to this person was, it's not about how you're doing compared to your neighbor who's always going to tell you what a great return they get, right? Okay, uh, but yet the numbers don't seem to play out like that, and it's not about competing against the market; it's about competing against your financial plan.
2: I know that you've got several, or you've had several people come into your office and not literally dump a bunch bunch of money on your de- on your desk, but They've they've given you their money, and they said, I just want to make all kinds of money. I don't care. Just give me – figure out a way to make a lot of money. But they don't have a plan base behind that. So it's kind
3: of hollow, and it doesn't really take you in any direction if you do that, does it? No, that's true. But we do get – you know a lot of times people will say, look, I just want to grow my money. Um, um, I want to be aggressive. I want to grow. Okay? And then I talk to them about, well, let's take a look at what aggressive really means. And they usually go, I don't really want to do that. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so let's bring things back down to earth here, and let's get a good wealth-building portfolio that's going to deliver reliable streams of income for you for retirement planning or money there that's going to be there for college planning, that type of scenario. Mm-hmm. That's all based off of, of following in and out of that financial plan. I'm telling you, that's, that's what it is. You know, when you want to take a look at at <clears throat> last week we did our – last week it was you know halfway through the year. And I sort of did a recap and a balance and, and you know, a mid-year, you know, uh, analysis of things. And and I, there was a lot that I didn't get to in, in just the hour of time that we have. But if we take a look at just looking at a couple of measurements, okay, and this is something that you can pull up and take a look at in your investments, in your 401K plan, in your government TSP, in, in – in in whatever investment plans you have, whatever portfolios you have, <clears throat> take a look at two measurements. First, take a look at alpha, and then take a look at what we call the information ratio. And these are two measurements on how well you're selecting or your advisor is selecting your holdings, okay? Take a look at it. Uh, so, so the term alpha basically uh, looks at it this way. You know, every time you, you make an investment, there's assumed a certain level of risk, and there should be assumed a certain level of return, right? Risk equals return, okay? And so, so you know, specifically, Alpha measures the, the money manager's excess return over that of a predicted benchmark, okay, using beta as standard as, – as risk. but But it calculates basically – are you getting a a better return given the risk you're taking basically that's one of the ways that you can grade how your portfolios are are designed you know you might have 10 different holdings in your portfolio and you may not have 10% of each one you might have 7% in, in number 2 and 14% in number 3 and 2% in number 4 that type of thing right Okay, so so how is the weighting of it playing out? Are you getting a better risk-adjusted return? Uh, and, and that's one of the ways you can look at it is through alpha. Then the next measurement is something called the information ratio. And that gives you a consistent measurement as to how the money manager, whether it's an advisor building a portfolio for you or a mutual fund manager managing a fund, it gives you a consistent uh, way – to see if that fund or that portfolio is, is producing, I should, I should say, consistently uh, a better value relative to the passive index over time. Okay? Uh, and those are two ways that you can very quickly tell, you know, looking at the history of the holdings as to how things are really working, how things are, are, are being positioned and go from there. So you know, there's there's a lot of math to all of this stuff as well, and and I don't want to get down on the weeds on all this, but but you know, <laughs> a lot of it's it's tough. But but my point is that that take a look at it all, build the financial plan, you know, and and track that uh, scenario though. Ashley, we gotta we gotta take a quick break here. Let's uh, bring uh, let's open up the phone lines. Give us a call this morning at eight five five rose one two three. That's eight five five seven six seven three one two three. You know, in 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 rephrasing what I was just saying real quick before we take a break in rephrasing it you know if you're laying there in bed at night and you're wondering you know hey how much risk do I actually have in my portfolio am I taking the right amount of risk do I not have enough risk am I concerned about keeping up with inflation long term in my retirement years Am I reducing my tax impact each year on my investments? Those are the things I was talking about when you 're looking at your alpha and your information ratio as well as several other uh, uh units of measurement there so that 's kind of what we 're talking about as far as that goes. you know if you 're interested in getting any of this information we've i 've got a a uh, I guess a kit, a PDF or whatever, a package that we can send you out and give you all this data and all this information show you how it works and things like that. So give us a call this morning at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. I'm Larry Rose. We'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense.
1: at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More making money sense in a moment.
3: And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. Proper financial planning starts with a firm foundation. Don't jump up to the third rung of the ladder when you're trying to climb to the top of the roof make sure your insurance is aligned properly make sure you have the right types of homeowners auto umbrella disability long-term care life insurance just to name a few financial planning starts with a firm foundation and that foundation is your insurance then take a look at your cash flow are you able to save money save it in the proper places retirement planning traditional IRAs traditional 401k plans Roth IRAs make sure that the dollars are actually working for you towards your investment objectives
4: 767 that's 855-ROSE-123 this is the Larry Rosenthal show and welcome back to
2: the Larry Rosenthal show 855-767-3123 is the number to call that's 855-ROSE-123 5 5 talk to Larry Rosenthal here in studio with us you know I was just listening to that uh that money minute that you were talking about there for a minute and it's just there's so many moving parts You know, it's not just about making money. It's about planning for those disasters. It's about planning for the things that you're not expecting. It's those, as you talk about also in one of your webinars, those financial blind spots, isn't it?
3: Well, yeah, when you're you're talking about planning for things that are unexpected, you know, you, you need to make sure you have a good base of insurance in place. You know, property and casualty insurance, home, auto, umbrella liability coverage. And everything that goes along those lines, as well as disability insurance, life insurance, long term care, health insurance. There's a lot involved in it all. You know, when you really break it all down and, and take a good look at it all. You know, when, when, where we are right now, Chris, in, in the markets, um, <clears throat> in looking at bonds for the first time in, I don't know how many years now. I mean, it's got to be, 18 years to 15 years or so, there's an opportunity for bonds to really do well and make some money here, okay? You know, the <clears throat> the interest rates have pushed up so much that your traditional quality bonds, your duration-sensitive bonds have gone way down in value. And now you can buy these bonds at a very, very attractive rate. As a matter of fact, yesterday, for the first time in a long, long time, the the yield curve was showing everything was over 4%. You know, we, we haven't seen that in, a, in I don't know how long. And and that that brings to the table the opportunity now for, for people to create revenue, create wealth in areas that haven't been available for a, a dozen years or so, and that's in bonds. It's kind of you hard know. to
2: invest in bonds, though, isn't it, a little bit? I mean, there's so many of them. What would you do? Isn't it maybe better to go with a fund or something that maybe kind of covers the whole spectrum or –
3: well, you know, if you wanted to buy individual bonds in our office, we just call the bond trading desk, tell them what we're looking for, and they'll go out and get it. But, but yeah, you know, most people would look to buy a bond mutual fund, and we use them too. And that's a very efficient way to go about purchasing bonds. You know, you think about these bonds have been beat up so bad because interest rates have gone up so quickly. You know, last year and this year, uh, the bond prices have, have been pushed down. Those bond prices will come back, even if they. Even if rates don't drop again, those bonds mature over time. Mm-hmm. So there are ways that you can go take a look at, at the average length of maturity inside of a bond mutual fund and see where they are because those bonds will mature back at par. And there's a great opportunity there that, that we haven't had in a long, long time. And, and I want to roll that, that into this, that, that you know, the primary investment objective of bonds is current income growth is secondary but now you can use bonds today as a part of your income distribution stream in retirement. You know, you think about it, there's three phases to financial planning, accumulation, distribution and legacy. Distribution is when you're in retirement and you're needing to, to pull back income for the for that for the retirement dollars, right? Well, boom, all of a sudden now you take a look at the S&P 500 stocks, the dividend rate is right around 2%. You can buy bonds at a lot higher rate than that okay and and have a little bit more safety of principle and things of that nature so so this has opened up this movement has opened up while while the Fed has broken other parts of the economy, okay it's also now enhanced other parts of the economy, and this is where you need to be flexible and understand that. Right now in our portfolios, we have three different types of bonds uh, uh, for our bond portfolios in, in, in inside of our, our – for our clients. And there's reasons why we have three different types uh, because we're seeing this slow shift to raising rates and then eventually a pause. And then rates will either continue to go up or they'll come back down after that pause. Nobody knows at that particular point. But, you know, you take a look at the value of having some treasuries and some quality, you know, uh government and corporate bonds right now it's a it's a good buying opportunity for this it, it really really is especially for people that want to have a little bit more conservative dollars take a look at your bond portfolios understand how they work and what's going on with them even even floating rate bond funds this year are outpacing uh which is just amazing you know uh, when when you really take a look at it
2: those guys uh, are easy to like if you need to get money quickly there's the the floating rate is the better way to go right
3: well no they're they're all they all redeem at the same thing they're all daily liquid there's there's no problem oh, okay. with any, anything okay. like that you know and that that brings us down to also you know what is what is you know this is this is a question for a lot of the, the do it yourselfers out there okay and there's nothing wrong with that but but get educated on this what is your what is your buy sell process you know when when you take a look at breaking down your different holdings how do you go about determining where you want to be? And then how do you determine what percentage of your money do you want to be there? And then what are your triggering events to add to it or subtract from it or get out of it altogether? And then what's your process for where you're going to put that money if you decide to to move money out of one particular place? Okay, Because when you take a look at – how a portfolio needs to be designed from the standpoint of I need, I need basically GARP, growth at a reasonable price, right? And at the same time, I need to grow assets, <clears throat> protect, deliver income, and have tax efficiencies. How does that all play out in your buy-sell decision process, your asset allocation selections? You know how, how, how are you going about determining that? And you take a look at, at measuring your beta and your alpha, your trainer index, your risk-adjusted return, sharp ratio, Sorrentino ratio. All these different measurements go into playing that. And it's it's amazing how I've, I've taught a lot of advisors in our office. I would say, okay, I need you to build a portfolio You know, when they're first getting started. I said, I, need, I want you to build a portfolio, and this is how I want you to do it. I want these numbers and all these places to work out go find, you know, go go out of these places, you know, this is a mock portfolio, go make up a portfolio. And they're like, well, you know, Larry, I ca- I can't get the weighted position where you want it to be on the graph. I said that's because you now you need to shave some percentages from one position to another position so that you get it balanced the way that we want it to be balanced for certain types of, of client risk appetite and income needs and things like that. You know and, and today 's conversation is just kind of a little technical but but I want to throw this out every once in a while because there's a lot that goes behind all of this, and the reason i 'm saying this is because you know we just came out of some whipsaw markets oh, yeah. we really did everything was cruising along fine in two thousand and nineteen, and now, all of a sudden, in twenty twenty we're like what 's this covid thing what 's happening here what 's going on?" You saw what happened in 2020 with a massive snapback in 2021 and then only to retrench again in 2022. And now we're having a, a very strong year so far in 2023. We're getting whipsawed. Well, right? A lot
2: of the sectors came into play here, too, right? Certain things became very popular because of certain demands. And I guess that's that's the case all the time, though, isn't it? Well, we've seen we've
3: seen a a a demand in two two areas in goods mm-hmm. goods were dry, driven way way up during covid and now we're seeing that drop and we're seeing services come back again right to a more normalized but it's still going to take a couple more years to get this balance between goods and services normalized economically chris mm-hmm. uh, but you know when you when you're really taking a look at at this um well pe- people that stayed through stayed balanced stayed investments uh, uh, stayed in their investments, they're probably going to come out fine with all of this versus people that got in and out. If you didn't time it correctly, you'd get hurt pretty bad uh, when, it, when it comes to all that. But, you know, uh, again, I mentioned there's three phases to financial planning. There's the accumulation phase, the distribution phase. And then the legacy phase, and, and we're focusing a little bit today on the distribution phase, which is pulling income back for yourself. So you can take a look at at where the bonds are today; very attractive, four, five, six percent dividend yields on bonds, uh, which is a lot higher than the stock dividend re, uh, uh, <coughs> yielding in the S and P five hundred, which is a wonderful thing. And then you you can co- combine that with dividend paying stocks. So now you've got a a true ability today that we haven't seen for a decade or so to deliver income efficiently with bonds and a combination of stocks. And then on top of that, you can add what we would call a systematic withdrawal plan where you take a mutual fund that's specifically designed for growth and income at the very same time. It's a balanced type of a fund, or they call them allocation funds today. Where it might be seventy percent stocks, thirty percent bonds or sixty percent stocks forty percent bonds fifty fifty whatever it may be okay 70-30 is really a lot of, very popular one this this there then gives you the ability to to have interest from your bonds as they mature, you can be buying new ones and using a bond fund will do that automatically for you then at the same time you can you can tap into some treasury bills for for additional uh, uh, growth over and above what you're getting at the bank. And those are daily liquid as well, which is a good thing. And then you can look at doing a combination of some stocks that pay dividends in there and using a, a allocation fund that's designed to deliver growth and income at the same time, doing a systematic withdrawal, of pulling out a fixed amount of money each month. So, So we have on the not not on the horizon but we have today an opportunity to produce income in re, in retirement portfolios that we haven't had that's my point we haven't had this opportunity in many 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 years mm-hmm. uh and so so the dynamics of all of this have actually changed have you changed mm-hmm. how are you producing your income you know because it's very nice to you know live off the dividends live off the interest and not sell shares right so, it all just depends on all, on on how it all how you 're playing it out and any any more dollars that are coming in in the future and, and different things like that but but all this kind of boils down to you know how 's the portfolio design what 's your buy sell decision process. Things like that. So, hey, give us a ring this morning at eight five five rose one two three. Go visit my website Rosenthal dot com. Sign up for our newsletter. Follow us on Facebook. Check us out at Rosenthal dot tv on YouTube. You can watch us live stream the show. We put our we put. Um, past shows up on the website as well and you can sign up for our newsletter. There's no cost for that. In addition to that, we also send out our Monday morning market, market commentary. So we send out a weekly market commentary every Monday morning. So check it out there on the on the website at Rosenthal.com. So meanwhile, give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123 855-767-3123 I'm Larry Rosenthal. we be back with more Making Money Sense. Here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. We've all heard the more risk you get, the more opportunity there is for growth in returns in your investments. However, can you have too much risk in your investments so that you get diminishing returns? You can only water ski behind one boat at a time. Make sure your risk-adjusted return is aligned with your investment objectives.
4: August 26th on your calendar, Larry Rosenthal will once again repel 14 stories down the Hyatt Regency Tysons Corner Center and go over the edge with Holistic Haitian Alliance, formerly known as Helping Haitian Angels. To learn how you can help, go to HolisticHaitianAngels.org. That's HolisticHaitianAngels.org. He's my hero. He's
2: going to go ahead and rappel off of a building. That's uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's Larry, uh, an amazing guy. 855-767-3123. 855-ROSE-123. I'm sorry, Larry. You're not going to get me to do it, brother. I, just, I don't know, Chris. You're my thought, hero.
3: You know. I thought you were going to do it this year.
2: Yeah, that's what you get for doing your own thinking. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Bob said he would, though. Didn't you, Bob? Yeah? No? <laughs> It's a great cause, and I salute you, sir. I salute you. It's great. I mean, come on. Come on. on. Where are we going? We're going to the top of the building, Chris. That's exciting. You know, I mean, you've done this before, though. You're an experienced. You've got an old hat on this thing. You can jump off of any building. No problem. No, I wouldn't say that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Was it a little bit like of a knuckle? Were your knuckles kind of white? Was it a little bit scary? It's a, There's a lever you pull down. I mean, it's 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 all safe. Think about what they're doing here. Yeah, it's all I safe. know. I know. They've got lots
2: of people there taking care of you.
3: But you're still way up there, and you're way
2: looking way down. Yeah. This is true. This is definitely and, and, true. And if you're at all scared of heights, then it's probably a little difficult for you.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that's great. That's, it's a great cause. It's a wonderful thing. And, you know, how do they support you with this, Larry? How do they, how do they get involved in, and do this? this, uh,
3: this uh, they can go to HHA.org, helpinghasianangels.org. And, and they look uh, for you, right? They look for you. Yep, your they name. can look at the repelling section and just sign up under my name and make a donation. Awesome. It's it's great, you know. We've I, I raised a lot of money the last couple of years doing this, and um, uh, or, or I should say, we the organization did. Your family um, did this too, didn't they? Most of everybody. Yeah, it. I've had some family members of mine uh, uh, repel. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, good yep. yep. And some haven't. <laughs> We're not calling anybody out so, here. Right? And I've had some some uh, uh, work associates repel. Awesome. And some haven't. <laughs> So, all right, Chris. <laughs> I don't know. I would like to put you on a spot here and, right. and have you do it. So, yeah. we've got a couple pastors that are coming out and doing it. Three pastors are coming out good and doing the, it, and their churches are supporting them. Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, this we're we're really helping the kids out a lot down in in Haiti, and and uh, we've got a, a you know we've got a, a school, a church, housing for them. Um, you know, we're, we're helping them get educated and, and, and learn vocations to become plumbers and electricians oh, wow. and Didn't carpenters and, and all kinds of things. But most importantly, we're teaching them about Christ, you, you know, and, and it's all Christ centered and Christ driven. And that's just what we're going to continue to do. And so there's just been a lot of support, you know, for that. So, so check it out, go to HHA.org, org, And you can look at the repelling there. And uh, you know, if you want, uh, make a donation. Appreciate it. So, you know, it's tax deductible, and you get a little receipt for it, and and things like that. So awesome. Um. Yep. So, I've got a a, a list here of testing your retirement confidence quiz. Okay, or IQ, I should say. You know, um, uh, how, and there's just all kinds of questions on here. I was uh, there's there's a list of twenty questions, and I was going to start going through some of these. And you know and and uh, you you look at some of these and you're just going, well, man, this these are some things that I that most people haven't really thought of, you know. Uh one one question and I ask a lot of clients this because over the years this has been a an unforeseen stumbling block in a financial plan for people. And you know, when you're retired, one of the questions that you should be at least examining is, do you expect to have to help to take care of elderly parents financially while you're retired? And while you're retired, do you expect to have to take care of adult children that are struggling? Those things need to be built into your financial plan, and they're often overlooked. Um, Do you expect to receive an inheritance uh, while you're in retirement? You know so so these are these are questions that really need to be answered or, or at least thought about I should say in retirement because you know you you've got to we, we see it we see when when el- you know when elderly parents get sick and ill and they they sometimes need financial help how are the siblings going to do it how are the kids going to jump in and do it is it all going to fall on you who's going to be the t- caretaker what about the finances involved you know, all of those types of scenarios there have to be talked about in a financial plan, and that, that that's part of the that's part of the relationship. Uh, you know that that an advisor is going to bring to the table for people. Uh, you know, asking these types of tough questions when, when it comes to inheritance dollars. You know, sometimes equal is sometimes fair is not always equal. Right? Uh, I had somebody years ago tell me that, and and uh, and I've seen that. You know. Do you have one child that there's no concerns about handling money and assets? Do you have another child that you're a little concerned about? You know, are they going to do the right thing with your life savings that you're passing down to them? How do you go about figuring all of these things out? Are there ways to protect people? Are there ways to do bloodline protection? So testing your retirement IQ you know, is, is a pretty big deal. What's the plan for distribution of assets? At certain ages. What happens if you retire before 59 and a half? Are you able to pull money out of your retirement plan before 59 and a half uh, and avoid the 10% penalty? And the answer is yes, you can by doing a 72T distribution, which is taking money out. You know, you, you take money out uh, uh, for five years or to 59 and a half, whichever's whichever's longer you take the same amount of dollars out and it avoids the 10% tax penalty. A lot of people aren't aware of that. Another way is leaving the money at your old employer's ass uh plan if you separate service and you're 55 and over, then you can pull the money out and not have the the extra the extra 10% penalty as well. well that's interesting. Yeah, I a lot of people know don't know about that. There's a lot of little quirky tax rules involved in retirement plans when it when it comes down to all of this. You know, again, have you named a trust as the beneficiary of your retirement assets? If that's the case, is the trust language updated to the Secure Act 2.0 that came out a couple years ago? Uh, that's something that you have to pull out and look at. That and that and unfortunately, a lot of people don't understand what those rules are, with non-eligible designated beneficiaries and eligible designated beneficiaries, and the ten-year rule, and some people still have the lifetime tax advantage stretch, and other people don't. There's a lot involved with all of that. You know, I, I did a webinar on that just a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, we had a lot of people on there, and there was a couple of estate planning attorneys as well answering questions. Um, you know, so there's a lot involved with, 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 with that. And so today we're really focusing on the distribution phase or the second phase of financial planning. Again, you've got accumulation, then distribution, then legacy planning. And we're talking about um, distribution planning. Another scenario in, in distribution planning is what are the tax implications of pulling dollars back? In other words, the IRS, and, and you've probably heard me talk about this for years, but the IRS really views our money through four different tax lenses, all right, four different tax lenses. And, and how, how have you positioned your tax allocation while you've been growing your assets? Are you prepared to, to have a combination of tax efficiencies in retirement you know, from your pre-tax money to your Roth money to tax exempt municipal bonds. How does all that affect your Social Security taxes? How does it affect your IRMA taxes or your Medicare excess premiums if you go over a certain amount? How does all of that affect it all? You know, and and it's really important to 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 understand these things when it comes down to distribution planning in your retirement plan. You know, again, another question here, testing your retirement IQ uh you know when it when it when it comes down to titling of assets increasing additional cost base or 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 you know <coughs> what i mean by that is is if you wanted to donate um shares of a highly appreciated or or even an appreciated stock or a mutual fund or or e t f in your portfolio not your i r a s but just your regular investment portfolio, then you can take a look at at rebuying those shares at, the, at today's price. So you're gifting away the value of appreciation, not having to pay capital gains on it. Charity takes the money tax-free, and then you rebuy those shares. It gives you a brand-new step-up in your cost basis for future tax protection for yourself further down the road as it grows more uh, into retirement years. So there's, there's, a, there's a lot of different things that you can do when it comes to tax efficiencies. You know, Is it right for everybody as soon as you hit retirement to run out and convert to Roth IRA? Well, for some people, it is. For some people, it's prob- it, it might not be. But most of the time, people get excited about converting to Roth IRAs, and they end up doing series of little conversions each year based off of their anticipation of their taxes for that particular year. So so a lot involved with all of this. So, Hey, let's open up the phone lines here. Let's uh, get a phone call or two yeah. at 855-ROSE-123. Yeah, we could actually set a record today. No calls. <laughs> yeah, it's been a little while. <laughs> that would be fun, yeah. Uh, so give us a call, 855-ROSE-123. I'm Larry Rosenthal. I'll be back in a moment with more.
1: 73123 more making money sense in a moment
4: there are still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children in third world nations these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's thecdfi.org. Your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life, but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community. Go to thecdfi.org make a difference go to the cdfi.org you've seen and heard him on fox business cnbc and the wall street journal larry rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123 that's 855-rose-123 this is the larry rosenthal show
2: Welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal Show. 855 767 3123 is the number to call. That's 855 Rose 123 to speak to Larry Rosenthal live here
3: in studio today. Larry. Sure. Let's welcome Karen on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Karen. How are you today? I can't see you, Larry.
2: What on the YouTube there? Did you turn your camera off? Oh, I see. Is Karen there? Uh, Let's see. Karen, you with us? I can't. Yep, there you go. Yes, can you hear me? We do. We There yes. you
1: go. Okay, great. Good morning. I just want to know, how do I go about researching bonds to invest in, in terms of government bonds as well as corporate bonds?
3: Well, corporate bonds, you know, government bonds, you can just go look at the Treasury bills. That, that's what they are. they got the one month, the three months, the, all the way up to the 30-year, okay? Uh, the... So you can buy them through an advisor or 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 direct. A lot of times it's easier to buy through advisors. There's there's better advantages as far as uh, buy sell and things like that goes. But but you can do that. The second way is through is for corporate bonds. Um, You really uh, you know. The only way that I know how to do that is, is through, through the bond trading desk. So you need to open up an account and contact the bond trading desk of wherever you open up an account at. Then you can buy individual corporate bonds that way. Okay, um, So you can go you know, direct to a, a platform, uh, do it yourself, or you can do it through an advisor. When you go by, When you go talk to a, a bond trading desk, you want to tell them what you want. Okay, for example, Karen, you might say, hey, you know what? I'm looking to get some yields uh, in the four and a quarter percent range, and I want them to be as highly rated as possible. And they're going to shop tens of thousands of bonds for you and give you, you know, eight or 10 or 12 of them to choose from. Right. That's how it works. Uh, Hey, listen, I've got to uh, I've just got a few seconds left in the show. I'm going to put you on hold and I'll pick you up as soon as I'm done closing out the show. Okay, Karen, just one second. All right, great. Thank play you. Place you on a quick hold. Yep. All right. Uh, I don't know where the countdown clock is, Chris. So we'll just listen <laughs> to the music, right? All right. Well, that's that's, that's a crazy sh- crazy show today with the equipment and everything in the beginning, but what uh, we pulled it off. So hey, you can check us. You can catch us next Saturday with another session of the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. Give us a call during the week at 855 Rose 123 with any questions on anything. We'll be happy to send you out information. Have a great weekend. Let me pick Karen back up. Hi, Karen. You still there? Yes, I'm still here. Okay, sorry about that. So when you when you're going to when you're going to buy